Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It is episode 100 of the Say Hey Podcast. I am Doug Hayes. It is April 19th, 2023. Rob, 100 episodes, my man. We made it. 100 episodes. Wow. It just seems like yesterday that we were talking about how Joe McCarthy was going to be starting in right field on opening day for the 2020 <laughs> Giants, and here we are with uh, God knows who played right field today, but that's all right. <laughs> but yeah, dude, this has been quite a ride. I, I think when we started, man, I didn't think we'd get past like 20 episodes. I thought we'd say, oh, fuck, this oh. is stupid, and we'd leave. But <laughs> you have little faith, yeah. But no, this, this has been awesome, man, and kind of kind of a weird timing since we haven't recorded since the season started, so yeah. So 99 and 100 have been way off. A lot's happened. Yeah, we wanted to give it a couple weeks to kind of let games be played so we can kind of, you know, have a fair assessment, even though we're barely into the season. But yeah, man, 100 episodes crazy because I remember when we started, it was July of 2020, like COVID was full on going, you know, the, the we started the podcast like right when the season started of the 60 game season. Um and yeah, it was like late July. And I remember, you know, we were waiting for uh, our house to be built. And so I was like living with my parents trying to save money yeah. at the time and freaking uh, like doing the show in, you know, my dad's office. And, you know, we we're trying, I was trying to learn like how to do the video and stuff. Like, and this was like after, you know, I, um, you know, I left Kang's cast. And, you know, that was going well, and it's still going well, and that's part of the Believe Network. Go go listen to Kang's cast, especially right now, because uh, our Sacramento Kang's, baby, up 2-0 on the Gold State Warriors. Probably just lost some followers because most of them are Warrior fans. <laughs> that's okay. Go Kang's. Anyways, um, yeah, so I remember we just did it. We are kind of like, hey, you know, we love our Giants. Like, Rob and I have been best friends for going on 28 years now, and it's like, let's just do a podcast together and – and dude, here we are, like 100 episodes in, and we'll kind of talk about, you know, when we started to now. But um, it's crazy, man. And I, I feel like we, we probably should have been there sooner, and we could have been, but you know, life's crazy, and we're two busy dudes. And yes, um, but yeah, man, it's been a hell of a fun ride, and uh, looking forward to the next 100, my friend. Oh hell yeah, baby! Hell yeah going for that 200 i cannot wait in 2026 when it happens <laughs> you know that's probably when it's gonna happen <laughs> i know I'm, I'm, I'm not playing it's true oh my god um yeah so it's like i said it's, it's, I'm, this is how tired i am i've been i'm wanting to put up little cute banners here but yeah dude hey it's it's been fun um so we're, we're gonna do a couple fun things though we'll talk some giants baseball towards the end of course but Rob, have you been thinking about this since I said think about your favorite 
Say Hey podcast episode out of the 100? Yeah, you know, I thought of a lot and I kept coming back to all the episodes where we did our lists and start ranking stuff. And we, we, we've had a lot of those. Oh, yeah. But I think when we did our our top 10 giants from the uh i think i think oh. our i think our line was the was 2000 on yeah the new ballpark on that, yeah. that was that was our rule or something like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah that, that was a that was a, mm-hmm. a really fun one uh our top 10 giants killers from over the years like that that like was that, fun too that yeah. was fun i I'm not sure if we had Max Muncy on that list. I think we did. If he's not, he's on it now. He was honorable mention. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on it. He's he's top five now. But uh, yeah, I mean that was fun. I mean all, all of our episodes where we've had you know Jeff Young on and Kevin Cunningham, like the great episodes and having yeah. Brooks and Steven and the guys on. I I love when we have somebody else on, you know, because it just gives another perspective and it just kind of gets the conversation going, uh, you know, a lot of different ways, giving more perspectives, but. But yeah, I gotta say, yeah, all of our episodes that where we were ranking stuff—that's those are those are my favorites for sure. You know, I man, I might I might have to agree with you. I I totally agree. Like our list episodes are—they're a lot of fun because we kind of get to just put our own personal twists into it. Yeah. Um. And yeah, of course, having guests on uh, a lot of fun. I mean, we've had Bill Lasky on, mm-hmm. uh, Jeff Young, of course. We've had you know, like you said, Brooks and Steven and Eric and the guys, and those are always fun because we can kind of just shoot the shit and talk baseball and still have a productive episode. But, um, man, I think I might agree with you. When we did the top 10 Giants since the new millennium began, um, that was a lot of fun. And we got – because, you know, uh, in the year 2000, obviously, Pac Bell Park opened up. Um, Rob was 11 that year. I was turning 10. And so – you know, we were kind of like at that age where we can really remember things well in regards yeah. to like watching the games, going to games. We went to a lot of games uh, during that time. Shout out Auntie Steph. Yes. Um, She's listening. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, and you know what? We should shout out Aunt Steph because she is a big reason for our Giants fandom because even before Pac Bell Park, she took us to probably – I at least went um, to probably like a half a dozen games, a dozen games uh, when we were little kids going to Candlestick. So, Auntie, we love you. Thank you for contributing to uh, our Giants fandom and being uh, a great supporter of the Say Hey podcast. We love you. And um, but yeah, I mean, I'll let I'll let you go because I know you want to say something. But uh, yeah, man, freaking the the top ten Giants that we did from two thousand on was a lot of fun. And I'm pretty sure we we both had the number one the same guy, and it was Brandon Belt. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, no. Yeah, actually, what what I what I was thinking was, uh, like one of these days we need to do an episode where we do like the like a top ten list of like just random like breakout performances by like random giants over the years, like like Fred Lewis hit the cycle on Mother's Day, and oh, like individual games. And yeah, stuff? just like yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, that's like, an all timer. Just. You know, flash Pablo the- three run Homer Day in in Coors like back in 2011 or something like that. Yeah, um, when I remember when Brian Dallimore got got called up finally <laughs> when he was like 33 and he hit like two home runs in his first game, <laughs> then he never did anything again after that. Like, yeah. I mean, that's so it's yeah. stuff from like 2009. Like, that's that's like, a great it, idea. But yeah, I was thinking, yeah, episodes like that, like that, those those be fun to do. But yeah, again, 
shout out to Aunt Seth for sure because all the years, you know, she checked me out of school to go to games and you know <laughs> yeah. got to play hooky to go watch a you know Tony Gwynn hit, you know, oh yeah, at, at, at Candlestick and all the great players that we got to see over over the years. Those great Braves teams that we got to go see. Uh, yeah, shout out Aunt Seth. Yeah, thank you Bro, for everything. Tell the Tony Gwynn story because I know we have the same story. <laughs> all right, so there's was it ninety eight. Yeah, yeah, the, Gi- the Giants were pretty good that year. They were like a wild card like contender. Or did it, did they win the West that year? I think it was the year after Brian Johnson ended the Dodgers' okay. hopes. I think it was '98. Yeah, there it was, was towards a... the end of Tony Gwynn's career. Now, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but we were there during BP, and yes. Tony, Tony Gwynn hit a ball into the into the stands. To or, left field, we were in the left field bleachers yeah. at Candlestick, and mind you, remember, of course, Tony Gwynn was not a huge home run hitter. Right. But he 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 went yard in BP that one day, and we were cut, there was like nobody around us. Go ahead, and, go ahead. And I, I honestly I don't remember who got it, me or you. But, but we, we got there like same time. But we ended up like splitting that ball because there were there was like no way like like one of us was, was going yeah. home without we're like it. we'll co share it. <laughs> and I for like at least a good two three years like we would rotate getting to have have that ball like in our room on display yeah. and um. Fuck! I wish I knew where that ball was at now, but <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, I mean, Tony Gwynn. I mean, that we're talking. I I think you agree with me on this. Like best pure hitter, even mm-hmm. in our lifetime. Of course, we're still we're really young, but um, just old enough to really appreciate like how good Tony Gwynn was. He was such a good hitter, man. Yeah, good dude a, too. But yeah, so so many memories over over the years that candlestick and. Pack Bell, SBC, AT and T, Oracle, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But yeah, um, we go way back with a lot of Giants baseball. So getting to do all these episodes, man, and kind of you know having having our own little spin on it has been a lot of fun. So before we start talking Giants, because we we will talk Giants, of course, but I kind of wanted to talk about our first episode compared to now. And I kind of touched on it at the beginning. You know, our first episode was so quickly thrown together because, um, like I said, you know, I, I had just uh, left King's cast in like mid July and we were recording episode one of Say Hey by July 30th or something like that. So it was like within a week or two. And, um, you know, going through the whole approval process of getting a podcast on like Apple Podcasts and doing all that. I mean, it's it's not easy, but it's a process. And um, I remember we were just kind of, t- I think we were just grateful for baseball at the time, uh, you mm-hmm. know, when we are recording the first episode because, you know, we're going into late July and, you know, usually by like mid-January, you're like, we're itching for spring training. And so, you know, spring training obviously started that year, but it got cut short. Um, and then we didn't have a pitch of baseball again until, you know, mid July. I think they had like two weeks of spring training and then it was boom, here's a 60 game sprint. And, um, I feel like those first few episodes were really like, like, holy cow, like we're in this and the giants were actually competitive until the last day of that season. I remember when Austin Slater, was it like a check swing or whatever to to end the season? I believe wasn't it or something like that. Yeah, the Giants and their way of ending seasons with check swings, <laughs> right? Yeah, the last few years. But yeah, uh, 
that was a, that was a in, really interesting year because that was the only time in baseball history where I think a team got walked off on their home field. And uh, oh, that's right, the Padres. Yep, the Padres walked the walked yeah. the Giants off in yep. San Francisco and, in front of no one, in front of nobody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, coming from them until now, I mean, we're part of a network now and it's awesome. Um, thankful for Believe and the new connections we get. And, and we've really, uh, another thing that we you hear us talk about all the time, Giants Chatter. I mean, in July of 2020, Giants Chatter wasn't anything. In December of 2020, we created Giants Chatter. And now we're at almost 1,200 members on Facebook. Um, you know, it's it's a Facebook group where we want, you know, realistic takes. Um, it's it's not a cheesy go hung, you know, group. It's 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 real fans and talking real ball, and we have good discussions on there. So go join Giants Chatter on Facebook. Um, but yeah, I mean, going from one to now, I mean, we're on YouTube now. We're consistently doing video, and we're wherever you get your podcast. It's crazy how far we've come in less than three years um and in 100 episodes so it's just been a crazy ride crazy ride indeed doug do you, do you remember the, the opening day lineup in 2020 i can probably I, maybe not the order but i can probably guess i could probably guess position players fairly well so okay uh behind the plate was Joey Bart. Uh, no. Oh, no. Or was he not? A, who who would have been uh, catching? It, it was uh, Tyler Heineman. Tyler Heineman. Oh, that's right. Mr. Catcher interference guy. Yeah. The uh, Blake Sable before Blake Sable. That's right. You're right. You're right. Uh, um, First base. I'm assuming Belt was healthy. No. Or, it no. Was, or was, it, was it Joe McCarthy? No, it was uh, Pablo Sandoval. Pablo started at first. Yep. I regret this. I'm not getting any of this. I know it's short. Brandon Crawford. Uh, yes, you got that one. Mike Yastrzemski was probably in center. Yes, he was. Connor Joe was in left or right. Uh, no, you're a year late on Joe. Joe was on the 19 19 team, team. For, for two weeks. That's how shitty this team was, dude. Was <laughs> Wilmer was- Flores at third? Yes. Okay. Who's at second on this team? Give me the rest. I don't okay. Guess yeah. Mauricio Dubon was at second. Oh, duh. Yeah. Yeah. Alex Dickerson was in left field. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. Joe McCarthy was in right field. Okay. I knew he was in the lineup. I just, I forgot where. Johnny Cueto pitched. Oh, and God. Hunter Pence was the DH. What an awful lineup. <laughs> Good God. You, you know what, though? It's not. Too different from what we got we have right now. Let's be honest. <laughs> I know, I know. Let's, let's we'll, we're, we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about it. <laughs> that's a great uh it's a great question. Man, that's nuts. Um I for, for the record, I didn't know. I looked it up. No, 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 I know. <laughs> but hey, uh that team went twenty nine and thirty one and was very much in the hunt until the last day of the regular season. So that's right. Yeah. Uh what are your thoughts on episode one versus episode one hundred? And then we'll we'll talk some ball. God, man. Uh I'm trying to remember what we even talked about in episode one. Uh, but I just, yeah, like you said, I remember being so un, unprepared. Like, what the, how the hell is it even work? I, you know, the closest thing I'd ever been to, to a podcast was going on Kang's cast with you, Eric, trivia episodes. you, Eric, and Ryan go on there and bullshit and then talk yeah. about 
making Lawrence Funderburk references and shit. And, uh, (laughs) but yeah, kind of coming on and not knowing what we were doing compared to how we do it now where, you know, you're, you're hitting me up and we're, we're talking like four or five days in advance about what we're, what we're going to talk about for for each episode. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Like it was during 2020. It's like, all right, let's do this like series uh, recap and let's uh, talk about each game for 10 minutes specifically and then all right see you guys later yeah and now i think it's a lot more free flow and yeah, i think we're both a lot more comfortable and like what we're trying to get across to people and yeah and now we obviously have a lot of uh connections with the uh, guests and people who are actually want to come on we have to we have to beg people to come on now which yeah. is great and and uh so just uh god yeah it's episode one during covid god damn it seems it seems like so freaking long ago because you know your your point though of like conversing with each other because like i said earlier we've been best friends for almost 30 years and you know having a conversation about anything i mean 85 percent of what we talk about is freaking sports anyways but that's just right that's just our lives um but yeah coming on and having it organized and i think from the get-go like we were able to transition from like hey we're bros to you know, being able to talk about baseball in an organized way. I think it, within the first couple episodes, we kind of got it going. And it's just like now it's just like second nature, you know, it's it's whatever. So that's a good point, though. It's it's really easy. And uh, God, you know, that it really did kind of get us through uh, COVID a lot easier because that shit did suck. Did. And <laughs> and uh, the Dodgers winning the World Series. Uh, yeah, that, 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 that sucked, too. But, you know. Having to wait for July for baseball to start was it was tough. God, was that tough. sucked. That sucked. We needed it. Yeah, what a horrible time. So you kind of touched on what I want. We were going to talk about next, and this was your idea, and I thought it was a great idea. Um, I mean, we talked about the opening day lineup. Um, yeah. That you know we probably discussed in episode one, and how almost irrelevant that roster sounds and comparing it to now where, you know, at the time we were um, one full season into the Farhan Zaidi regime and 2019, you know, the team wasn't great. They had a great run in the summer and it was kind of like, you know, because their July was fun. I remember that they they went on a little streak and kind of hung around and they ended up holding on to Madison Bumgarner, which, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, which was fine. Um, and, you know, it was Bruce Bochy's last season. And then 2020 comes along. And uh, it was a weird year for every baseball team, of course. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it was weird. I mean, the, the roster was was different. It was it was not your typical Giants one. They, made that, they brought back, you know, Pence and um and sandoval was still there and and crawford was starting to show signs buster posey you know took the year off um johnny cueto was the ace of the staff and we look forward Jeff samarjo still on the team just samarjo was in the last year of his awful contract and i mean tyler anderson was getting starts logan webb was like a a huge like wild card nobody knew what he was gonna you know give us yet um and then fast forward to now where in during that time you have a 107 win season in 2021 
and which I remember multiple times, like throughout last season, you know, I would say, oh, it wasn't a fluke. It wasn't a fluke. It's how it was struck. Well, no, 2021 was a fluke. Uh, and again, if you're new to this show, like we admit when we're wrong and, mm-hmm. um, it's been a huge roller coaster, I would say, during our time um, of the Say Hey podcast from episode one to now 100. I mean, we've gone from a weird year where the Giants weren't great, but almost got in the playoffs to best record in baseball and losing in the NLDS to your rivals. And then last year, falling way back down to earth and they're 500. And then, you know, we're a couple weeks in the season now. And even though they won today, they've struggled, um, you know. Talk about the be- like still towards the beginning of the Zaidi regime till now, and I and I know we're, I know you're going to talk Farhan tonight. I just know it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> but when we started to where we're at now, you know how you feeling about the direction of this team? You know, unfortunately, um, well, I mean, let's yeah, let's go back to 2020 real quick. Uh, you know, you, you you can't really judge that team really at all going into that season. We knew that. I mean, base, basically, I think I made a lot of jokes that year about how they didn't actually sign anybody for the bullpen that year. All they did was call up the River Cats. That was all they did. Guys like uh, Andrew Suarez, Sam Selman, Wandy Peralta, Connor Menez, Trevor Gott. Uh, Sam Coonrod, Sean Anderson, like that was the bullpen that year. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, all, it was just Trevor guys. Got. It was just guys in the system, and that they just said, "Screw it, let's go." It's the COVID year. We're not going to spend money on a bullpen, you know. And they didn't. So, but taking what they did then, bring it, and also guys like Drew Smiley and Joey Ricard, you know, just a bunch of just random. <laughs> A bunch of random dudes coming coming through on, on on that 2020 team. I think we didn't realize it then, but that was what the direction was going to be. And I and I I don't know if that was their intention, but in 2021, when Buster Posey came back and Brandon Crawford had his had a great year, had yeah. a breakout year, and Brandon Belt stayed relatively healthy, almost got to 30 home runs. Um, smoke and mirrors. I think they, but aside from those three guys right there, and like and like Kevin Gossman, the rest of the team were just were either young dudes or guys that they just got off the scrap heap. And the Wilmer Floreses of the world. It was a team. It was a team of Wilmer Floreses with Belt Crawford and Posey. Yeah. And I think at that point, since they won 107 games, I think from ownership standpoint it clicked in their minds that oh my god we can win without spending money yeah and unfortunately it's like that 2021 season it was it 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 set them back you you know more than it helped them in 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 the long run because last year basically they ran it back minus minus buster posey yeah He, he retires i mean who can i mean whatever but Brandon Belt obviously doesn't stay healthy. Crawford regresses back to kind of what he's been his whole career, you know, just a guy who it's around 230, 240, you know, he, he does what he can, but people, you know, he almost won the MVP in 2021. He was that he good. finished fourth in the NL. Yeah. Though, yeah. yeah. So it's just, wait, but to answer your question about the direction of the team, 
I, I honestly I don't know what the direction is. And that's what's so frustrating right now as as a fan because I feel like they're do, they're doing exactly what they did when they started. And that's it's very it's very frustrating because outside of 2021 which yeah, Wall I meant now, that was a that was a fluke and then some. You know, they're just kind of stuck in neutral and I don't think they really know what they want to do. You make a great point though regarding 2021. Yeah, those three guys, Posey, Crawford and Belt. Um, you know, Posey came back fresh, had a great year was this the heart and soul of that team crawford had an mvp type season out of t- kind of nowhere because the previous couple years he was starting to really regress and then brandon belt finally stayed healthy 29 home runs that year and then the other guys are and i remember we actually had an episode i believe or whatever i think it was talking about the other guys think about it, like mikey shrimsky had a really good year that year lamont way jr got got brought in for Sean Anderson and hit, I think 18 bombs that year Yeah, that, uh, you know, Austin Slater had a good year that, uh, that year during times, Wilmer Flores was really good that year. Um, and I know I'm missing another one. Also, um, also Evan Longoria stayed relatively healthy that year. Yes. And he was good. He was really good up yeah. until that, that freak injury. Yes. Um, with Crawford. But yeah, I mean, like everything went right that year. Kevin Gosman was really good. Logan Webb had his breaking out party that year. Um, Scafani was an all star. Scafani had a really good year that year. Wood was good for most of the year. Mm -hmm. Everything went right that year. Jake McGee was fantastic in the bullpen. And I I was was early on McGee. I'm like, I don't know how he's so good. He's nothing (laughs) special to me. Yeah, you were. Ended up being right about one thing. Um, yeah, Dominic Leone, uh, Tyler, Tyler Rogers was good that year. And Camilo Duvall was good when they needed him to be good late in the year, even though he was still learning, you know, the show. So yeah, yeah, that was, everything went right that year. And then, yeah, you're right. They doubled down on it last year and you're right. Let's, let's kind of repeat what we did and, oh, it didn't work without Posey. Crawford came back down to earth. Belt was always hurt. Gosman was gone. Carlos Rodon was cool for one year, but hey, he was only brought in for one year because that's how the Giants roll. And, you know, yada, 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 so on and so forth. And then the bullpen was a disaster. And so now here we are on, I would say, the third full year of, um, we need to come up with a term for it. Like, you know, like expensive money ball because they are spending money, but they're still being, you know, cheap at the same time, if that makes sense. So it's like money ball is spending. Yeah, they're like they're spending money, but I I don't think anybody you know who really follows the team really agrees with how they're spending it. Yeah, like when you're yeah. like, yeah, the Carlos Correa situation, you know that 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 blew up in the, in their face, and they they mis mishandled it, you know, very badly in my opinion. You know, despite all the injury concerns, on a player personnel level, they handled that very poorly with him. And yes, that worries me going forward. But when that contract fell through and that whole thing fell through, it was like, oh, you get 12 and a half million, you know, this year with an opt out, you get 12 and a half million this year with an opt out, you know, and they just started throwing money at guys like Mania and Stripling and Conforto and Rogers. And they did it all in like, a, in like a four day stretch. They just started throwing just wads of cash, you know, at these either injured or meet or mediocre players in, in, in the league. And, and the way that, the way those contracts are, are, are set up, it's like, yeah, if you have a good year here, you can get the hell out of here. That doesn't, 
dude, that doesn't inspire any fans or even better. If you suck, guess what? You, you can come back next year and we'll pay you another 12 and a half million. That, <laughs> I mean, you, you know, the, you know, the, you know, the player is sitting in a wonderful spot there, but as a, as a franchise, you know, that's not how you inspire your fans. Yeah. If this guy kicks ass, guess what? He's out of here. So don't fucking buy his Jersey. Yeah. It's a tough sell for, you know, the fans and, I think I, I never thought we'd see it and we're starting to see it already and we'll see how it is the next few games. Cause I know they're, they're back home. Although they're playing the Mets uh, the next four games and usually the Mets will draw a good crowd. So I don't know, but um, you know, we're seeing already kind of scarce crowds at Oracle park um, and we're not even in the May yet. So mm-hmm. it's hard to sell to the non diehard fans. Um, you know, and, and, and we like Logan Webb, but like Logan Webb's your main piece. And then like your big off season guy was Mitch Hanniger and he hasn't played in one game yet for you because guess what? He's hurt. And then Michael Conforto has been nice when he's been on the field, but he's already been hurt too, even though he had a huge two run Homer today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jock Peterson, like they, they love Mikey Stremski. It's like, there's nothing sexy about this team, and and we talked about it, even though I don't know how you feel about this because we never really talked about it after it happened, but mm-hmm. you know the whole thing with Carlos Correa back in December of how he was coming and then ended up obviously not. Uh, I remember the, we had our episode about how this was going to affect the future and um you know regarding free agency and stuff and and we know the giants were ready ready to pay money they were ready to go after judge they were ready to pay carlos correa it's not that it's it's coming through and making sure that stuff happens because that stuff affects the future and the repercussions of the whole carlos correa thing i feel like we're just kind of feeling it now and i know you hammer home um you know, well, with all that extra money, they just went out and gave it to Taylor Rogers and Mitch Hanniger and Michael Conforto and, you know, I mean, Ross Stripling yeah. and Ross Stripling and Sean Manaya. And, you know, you're not, you're not wrong. Yeah. So it's, it's just, and it's, it's, it's not that they're signing these guys, you know, like I have no problem with the player. I, I don't, but it's just like, they want to push across that. Hey, we are spending money. Look at our payroll. But look, yeah, look at who you're spending it on, and look at how the contract is constructed. Yeah. So e- even, I mean, you have a team full of guys that, if they have a, a have a year like Carlos Rodon did, they're not coming back next year. You know, yeah. they're, they're they're hitting the road. So even if they do hit on these signings somehow, I, I mean, say Michael Conforto when his cap heals up and he's in he's in there every day. Say he does, you know, hit 25 to 30 home runs this year and ha- has has a nice year. He's not coming back next year. He's gone. He's gone. Uh, Sean Manaya, you know, you know, if he has a great year this year, um, or or or, or you know, with those two guys, and we're, we're going to talk about the te- the current team in just a minute, but um, we could have the opposite effect where these guys stay. Yeah, and you know, and, and I again, if, if you've been listening, you know, like I wasn't crazy about the Manaya signing. Um, but I did like the Stripling signing, and Ross Stripling has not been good at all. He's been giving up a lot of home runs. He's been uh, primarily used out of the bullpen. It sounds like that's what he's going to be, which 
I wasn't anticipating that when I was singing his praises after the Giants signed him. I thought he'd be a mainstay in the rotation, at least for the most part, even though I know he does have bullpen experience and quite a bit of it. But I thought the Giants signed him as a starter. So kind of takes out my predictions for him for the whole year because right. they're using him completely different from. But anyways, what I'm trying to say is if he continues to struggle, he's going to he's absolutely sticking around for that second year. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, yeah, the opposite happens as well. And then, you know, you're stuck with. So, yeah, the opt outs in the contract structures have their pros, but they definitely have their cons as well. So, yeah. yeah. And, and you and before we move on, you know, you, you talked about attendance and. It's already been kind of bad and they've only played the Royals and yeah. the Dodgers at home. Uh, it, even for those games, like it, it wasn't great, but you have to think though, it, you know, if you're a fan, you know, who are you going to, to the park to see? I mean, besides the name on the Jersey, you know, and that's, and that's, that only takes you so far. You know, like you said, like if you're a diehard fan, okay, sure. You love baseball. You're going to go, you know, no matter what, you know, no matter who's out there, but if you're, the casual fan, you, you know, like who, who are you getting worked up to go see? And that's, that's not even with just going to the game. I'm, I go through that right now when I'm recapping games, I don't look forward to anybody's at bat on the whole roster. It, most of the time it's, you know, Peterson's been, you know, you know, been out, conforto has been out, whatever. hanniger has been out. Okay. That could change. This could all change, but Pretty much through 17 games, it's been the same nine guys up and down the lineup. And yesterday in particular, and this this really struck me because, or uh, this was Monday, I take it back. They're facing a lefty. They have Darren Ruff hitting third. And not just that, not just that. And as we all know, Darren Ruff was DFA'd by the Mets outright, you know, released. Late in the game, when... The Marlins went to a righty, and this is in the three hole, mind you. It's still in the three hole. They pinch hit Darren Ruff and put in Matt Beatty to pinch it for him, who was who's no longer with the team, who was also released by a a major league team. He was released by the Royals right before the season started. So on Monday night, a game they lost, that three hole consisted of a Dynamic team of Darren Ruff and Matt Beatty, two guys who were just cut by other major league teams, and they were hitting third for your San Francisco Giants. Great point. They're it's not sad. exciting. It's sad. I, I will say this the Giants have the luxury of Oracle Park. And I know, and I, I'm not saying, I'm not saying like, because I've been to probably i don't know 75 games at oracle park in my life um it's the most beautiful ballpark in baseball and i think maybe only like pnc can argue that mm-hmm. and you know the the, the views draw and, and regardless of who's playing um so you, but then you look at across the bay where you have the shithole in the oakland coliseum and I'm not saying I'm not comparing the teams, even though the style of how they're put together, maybe there's some similarities. I won't go into that, but the giants have a 
Giants are better in the A's. Like, there's there's no doubt about that currently. Yeah, yeah. But, but, you know, if if the Giants roster was the A's playing in Oakland, would that team have better attendance than the current Oakland Athletics? Or would no. it be what the A's get now? It'd be what they get now. Couple thousand? Three thousand, four thousand. I'm telling I'm telling you, Doug. I think the you know the Mag- And the A's have Tony Kemp. <laughs> I think I really think the majesty of that ballpark and the you know the the feel of it, I think it's starting to wear off a little bit. You know, I mean Yes, it's better than the Coliseum, duh. But like, seriously, the Giants team hashtag this year should have been Giants baseball because what are you gonna do? Go watch the A's. <laughs> that should have been their tag. Nothing year. like it. Yeah, nothing like it. You, you, you'll get nothing like it. But <laughs> but yeah, shout out Judge Smales. But ser- but seriously, I feel like ownership in those guys. And again, I don't play. I don't. I don't blame the players for the most part because they're doing their best. You know, they are not a lot of talent. They're not a lot of talent. They're doing their best. <laughs> and a lot of them are getting put in positions to where they're, they're not used to and they're not comfortable with. But, and it, even to a point, I don't blame Gabe Kapler because I think half the time he's being told what to do and look at his roster. You know, I mean, yeah, he, he's not. I do think he gets overly criticized. I agree with you. Because look at the team and what's he supposed to do for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think he lacks critical in-game thinking at times, you know. Especially more, with the bullpen. Especially with the bullpen. More, yeah, more than most people. Yes. Most managers. But still, look at the roster. But I think ownership yes. is just way, 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 way too comfortable with what they have in the Bay Area right now. They're, they're, they're making they, a lot of money still. And they have no competition. How much did they make last year in revenue? $72.2 million. Profit. 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 And the that A's, means what you're putting in the pocket. Right. The Giants were second on, on, on the highest profit list. The Oakland A's, number five, at 62 million. And look what they're doing. Kind of similar. Doing. It's very sad. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, we we're obviously talking a lot about the current team. So let's just really focus on the current team. Um, they did win today. They won one game on this road trip with the lowly Detroit Tigers and the Miami Marlins, who aren't great, but were playing okay at the time. Um, yeah, the Giants are six and eleven. Uh, they're three and seven in their last ten. They're four games out behind the Arizona Diamondbacks. It's very early, and I'm not even going to ask you the stupid question of do we want to reassess? Like, I'm not reassessing yet. It's too early. It's way too early. Um, even though I think we are both expecting better than this, of course. Um, I mean, I had them winning 82 games. You had them winning how many? 82 games. 82. Oh, that's right. We did pick the yeah, same. Re- remember? <laughs> yeah. So I, I think, and you agree with this, like once we get to like 50 games, we'll maybe have like our state of the union episode like we do every year. And we're kind of like, okay, like sure. this is how we're feeling. So a lot of baseball we played, but I mean, we're seeing it where you know some things just aren't going to work out already and we can see that like um let's start behind the dish and we don't have to we don't have to go through every guy we can just talk about some notable pieces um obviously Joey Bart last second gets put on the IL opening day uh came back like last week um 
He's appeared in eight games, has hit fairly well, but he's, you know, he has a double and several singles. He's not hitting for power like they want him to. Um, and you and I are Joey Bart guys. Uh, but like, I, I want to see him continue to get more consistent playing time, but we'll see. But, you know, in lieu of that, Blake Sable, uh, you know, no, more importantly, Roberto Perez out for the year already, mm-hmm. who they brought in. Uh, he's having like rotator cuff surgery. He was gone after like the first week. Blake Sable, who they got in the rule five from Pittsburgh, who can play outfield, he can catch, you know, he's been nothing special. No. Um, and so, you know, ultimately not a ton coming from the catching position. Um, no. just not, no, uh, yeah. Roberto Perez, that sucks, but hell, the guy didn't play baseball a year ago because he was hurt. Dudes get hurt. And they knew that when they signed him. So if they won't come out and say it, but I think they were really, really relying on him to be something because I think it's pretty clear, you know, far on these guys, they're not big on Joey Bart. They're just not. But the fact that whether you like it or not, yeah. whether you like it or not, I mean, I don't agree with it, but the fact that Roberto Perez was going to be their answer by no plate, like that is very scary to me. He didn't play baseball a year ago. And so when something bad happens to him once again, immediately, you cannot be surprised. And I, now I'm big on, okay, you can't predict injuries. Like when you predict what his team's going to do before the season starts, you can't predict injuries, but sometimes they're inevitable with guys like Brandon Bell, guys like that. But yeah. so, yeah, I mean, if that was their, 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 their big plan, then uh, they look, they look pretty stupid right now because now it's the Joey Bard show, whether they like it or not. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Hopefully, uh, you know, he he starts hitting for power and um, maybe all, we can look semi-smart. But Yeah, it's all they care about. So, um, Talking, you know, rotation, we won't go through everything. I will say this. I, I'm really pleased with Anthony DiSclefani, and I, I was anticipating that he'd have a good bounce-back year this year. Um, I mean, a 1-4-2 ERA and three starts in 19 innings. Struck out 16 zero walks mm-hmm. he's been the best starter he's, he's been, been the best starter um alex cobb's been fairly good i like here's here's alex cobb he's gonna give up hits and he's gonna bend 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 but he's not gonna give up a bunch of runs um you know through today's start his fourth start 19 and a third a 279 era um 22 uh strikeouts and three walks he's been good He's going to give up hits, but, you know, whatever. 26 hits in those 19 and third. Then you look at the rest of the rotation, and, um, you know, Alex Wood's been pretty good, but he only gives you a couple innings, and he's kind of being used how maybe we wanted him to be used last year. He's going to give you three or four. You know, doesn't want to get looked at again uh, for a third time by opponents. But, uh, you know, Logan Webb has not been great. He's been giving up home runs. Ross Stripling's already given up six home runs in one start and three relief appearances. And, you know, overall, the rotation's been average. It's average. It's, it's been it's been average. Um, you know, Alex Wood, you know, goes on the IL this morning. Uh, True. That, that sucks. So um, with all of uh, Ross Stripling's, uh, you know, fuck-ups early in the year, uh, he's in the rotation now. So he, he'll be pitching Saturday, I believe, or Sunday, one of those days. But – so uh, we kept hearing from a lot of people. I didn't necessarily agree with this, that how deep the rotation was. 
yeah, we're gonna, we're about to find out how deep the rotation is because it didn't look good when it was healthy outside of Anthony Scalfani and uh, I'd say half of uh, half a web and half a Cobb, you know, because Cobb, like you said, he he's looked pretty good, but he hasn't gone very deep into games. Uh, I think he's only he's only he went five today. I think he's only cleared five one time. Yeah. Uh, lo, you know, Logan Webb. I like Logan Webb. He's a good pitcher. I think he's hasn't hit his ceiling yet. I'm trying to convince myself of that, but I'm getting worried. But I think I'm a little more pessimistic than you. Right, right. But the fact that there were Giants fans out there, smart ones, mind you, they believed he could. He was a true ace, and he's he's not. Like he's he's a fr- to me he's a fringe two starter in a good starting rotation, and that's not a knock on him. He is who he is. He's and good, yeah. And I, you know, we 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 discussed this in Giants chatter a little bit about the speculation of if the Giants did offer him an extension in the offseason and what it might have been. Um, my, I don't know anything. I'm just guessing. I'm guess I'm guessing he got around a five to six year extension around 110, 120 in the off season. Uh, and yeah. I'm, I'm guessing he turned it down and here we are a few weeks later, or I'm sorry, not a few, a few months later. Yeah. And he, and he accepts five for 90. That, sh- that shocked me, but it, it just made me believe that he, he went to them and asked, Hey, give me I, something. I want it. I want to be extended. Uh, what does that offer still stand? Okay, well, what is it now? <laughs> okay, I'll take it. Yeah. And so, yeah. And Jacob Junis hasn't looked very good either. Yeah. You know, Another you know, guy I was never high on. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, had a nice little year last year, and uh, those little bridge opportunities. You know, they weren't. They. I, I, those weren't really piggybacks because. Judas pitched in a lot of games where Brebia would like open or somebody would open and then he pitched the third, the fourth, the, and the fifth or something yeah. like that, or maybe the sixth. And he and he did okay, but I mean it's just not it's not a sustainable role. You know? Don't get me going on the piggyback. Yeah, so it's just I, I've been disappointed with the rotation so, so far. And Shamanaya, you know, not really much of a sample yet with him. Looked good in his first start and uh then uh, Ross Stripling gave up a bunch of bombs to the Kansas City Royals, but yeah, just not not good so far. Not good. It's still very early, you know. Numbers can definitely flatten out, um, but yeah, I mean, the rotation's just been average. And uh, like I just said, like the the whole piggyback thing, I I just I hate it. I, I want like if you know you sign Ross Stripling like and now we're going to because Woods on the aisle like yeah. let him start let him start let him get comfortable let him have a role um, you know I, I feel like some of these guys may not do well even Shamanaya I'm not a huge Shamanaya fan but like let him have a role dude like yeah. is he gonna be out of the pen is he gonna start like it kind of ties in with um, the platoon thing. Like with the everyday players or, you know, position players, I should say, not everyday players, because, you know, it, it's so hard knowing, oh, well, there's a lefty tomorrow. And uh, so I'm not going to play. And I, I've i been hitting well lately, but because of the matchup, I'm not going to play. It's like it's really hard to get in rhythm. And that happens for pitchers, too, um, yeah. you know, and 
like Camilo Duvall is, you know, said closer at the moment. Um, but he's been used several times in non-save situations. And, uh-huh. you know, and I know you and I have talked about this, especially and being a, how can I say this right without laughing at myself? <laughs> I was like kind of our closer back in high school. And so I loved that role. Uh-huh. Um, but when I would go in, in a non-save situation for the close, like it's not as exciting and you, it's, it's kind of hard to get up for. And I can't imagine, a guy that can consistently throw 100, 101 miles an hour, you know, like in a big time, it's like, oh, but you're coming in down two to like maybe try and keep it at two. And it's like, it's a totally different mindset. And I know these guys are professional ball players, mm-hmm. um, and it shouldn't be an excuse, but I'm just trying to think like, well, it's probably a real feeling though. And sure, guys don't have set roles on this team, and it's they tough. And, and, and this is the first time I think I've ever seen this. You like, yeah, we've seen it with position players, then the platoons, the last since Farhan's been here, basically. Uh, but this is the first year they've really done it with pitching, and I just I, I agree with you, man. I'm, I'm not a fan, and just a, a couple little things here before we move on that really disturbed me in terms of pitching. Shamanaya just he, he signs that contract, yeah, I think he's overpaid, whatever, it's fine, but you know, he's one of your offseason acquisitions, he's making pretty good money. He gets yeah. skipped the first time through the rotation because they were afraid to start him against the Chicago White Sox because they have a lot of right-handed hitters. Right how, if you're Sean Mania, how are you supposed to take that? Like that team is seven and twelve. They suck. They're not. They're not. They're not a good team. And you're gonna like you're and you're gonna skip me the first time through the rotation, dude. Feel screw you. Like that. That, that would that would have been my response to that, but. Even worse, even worse. I'll go back to to Manaya's first actual start, that, that Royal game, where Stripling came came in and gave it up. Ross Stripling said after the game, and this bugged the crap out of me, Doug. It really did. He said he knew, like three days prior, that he was going to be relieving Manaya in that yeah. game. No matter, yeah. like basically, no matter what. I'm like, how could you possibly know that? You are a pitcher. It's coming all planned. In, coming in relief. How could you possibly know that? And that just, I mean, I was already in a bad mood because, you know, he gave up the game and a bunch of homers to Salvador Perez and shit. I was already mad. But when I heard that, I'm like, these fools really sit back and simulate these games on their computer. Like, it, it's all set. How are how is relief pitching set in stone days prior? I mean, that that that's insane to me. You know that is like if you're a guy like Ross Stripling, and I and I know like he's he came in relief with the Dodgers over the years, and a little bit with the Blue Jays last year, and that and he, he said he's like, well, I can come in relief, and that's fine. But still, yeah. I, I I guarantee you, during those years, he never knew when he was coming in, you know, in in, in relief and. Not more than a couple hours. Like, hey, like you may come in and relieve hey, tonight. Hey, okay. Hey, hey, be ready. But just, I just, I don't know what kind of a mindset that 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 is. Like, hey, no, hey, no matter what, you know, on this day you're you're coming in after Manaya. Oh, so I'm I'm coming in after him, or I'm just I'm going to pitch that day at some point. No, you're coming right after him. Oh, oh, okay. Like that's. And when I was dealing that day, I mean that that that's the thing that, that bugs me the most. They had like they had a four run lead going to the late innings, a fresh bullpen, you know, 
Brebbia, Rogers, all those guys at the time, I'm thinking, okay, they got this game, you know, because I was, I was still feeling good about the back end of the bullpen at, at that point. But then Ross Stripling comes rolling in, who had just gave up like four bombs a couple days before at, at Yankee Stadium. It was like, huh, bold strategy. Yeah, it didn't work out for him, no. Rob, how about Sean Jelly getting like semi-big relief minutes, and he's not a reliever in, in a major league bullpen? He, I, Jelly so far, he what he's he's been that he's basically he's, he's been Alex Woods piggyback, so to speak. Because why? Why, Doug? Because Woods today. a lefty. Woods a lefty. Jelly's a righty. That's that's and that's as simple as that. Why was Stripling coming in after Sean Manaya? Because Manaya's a lefty, Stripling's a righty. This is yeah. all in their little freaking minds where they think they're smarter than everybody, and they're really not, man. Like they're playing, they're playing a different game than everybody else. And I, I've watched, you know, Moneyball teams like the A's and the Rays do it for a long time now. I've never seen shit like this. Ever the difference between the Giants and the Rays is the Rays can draft and develop exactly, and so could the A's for a lot of years. Yeah, and, and they, you know, when when their time was up, then they grew. But anyway, we we need to close out here. But talking, you know, position players. Um, said it earlier. Like Mitch Haniger is just now rehabbing with the River Cats. Michael Conforto has missed some time, but he's been hitting. Um, I think the two guys that really stick out to me, like. Tyro so far, Tyro Strada is making that step that we were kind of hoping he would. I mean, he's hitting 323 uh, through the first 16 games, three home runs. Um, so he's he's hitting for a little bit of power. Um, you know, 13 strikeouts, four walks, three stolen bags as well. Um, Tyro's made that jump. Uh, and JD Davis has been hitting the hell out of the ball too. He's yeah. leading the home, uh, leading the team along with Yaz and Conforto. Four home runs, 13 RBIs. And not to mention, I got to give him credit. JD Davis has been excellent at third base, I think. Especially like he had a couple big plays today against the Marlins. Um, especially since David VR has done jack shit the last like week and a half. Um, JD Davis, like, and, and I swear, I swear to God, dude, we're going to start seeing some more right handers again over the next few days. If JD Davis isn't at third, I'm going to pull every hair off my head out. Let him play. Yeah, um, let them play. Yeah, it's it's been, it's been a, a nice run here with with with, with JD Davis. Like they they've kind of given him the ball and let, and and let him run because they faced so many lefties. But even yesterday they they faced they faced a righty and Edward Cabrera. He still had three hits. So yeah. if if they go home and face and facing the Mets and the Cardinals and they start seeing righties and he's and he's for some reason not in the lineup. Yeah, I'm gonna be pissed. But fortunately. The Giants don't have any left-handed options playing third base. They have VR, Flores, and Davis. So yeah. right now, Davis is, I mean, unless something absolutely insane happens, I, he's going to be in there. He has to play. He has to play. Has to play. And, I mean, the, yeah, the, the dude's hitting like three freaking 45 right now. So, yeah, I mean, I've been completely impressed with him. I mean, if you remember in our season preview, one of my bull predictions was he, he was he was going to be traded by June, so <laughs> so they could clear a spot for Dave for, for David VR, and it could still happen. Rob, that value is going up every it's day, man. Up. You got to strike when it's hot, dude. Yeah, strike when it's hot. Yeah, but I mean, if if he does get traded because he's having a great year, um, that 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 would kind of suck. But he is he, he's in a contract year, so. Yeah, if the Giants are still sucking around the trade deadline, yeah, he could be out of here. 
real quick, and you know, we talked a little bit about bats, but we haven't gone way too into it. But I, ca- I kind of just want to talk defense because I think you and I were on the same page of, you know, is this did this team really get better defensively? Like Brandon Crawford has not been great, no. which um, is old. sad because like that's his that's his thing is his glove, mm-hmm. and um, you know we kind of saw it last year where he's just he's getting old man he can't cover as much ground, still got a strong arm but you know he can't he can't cover as much and I think the lack of the help of the the shift is mm-hmm. is a big deal man he's got way more ground to cover and then um, I will say this though. Um, Mikey Stremski has been better in center field. He's been positive. Um, Tyro's been a little better than we thought to, uh, you know, especially last year. He wasn't great. Davis has been good. Um, and I will give Lamont Wade a little bit of credit. He's been better at first than I expected. Uh, you know, learn a new position. It's incredibly hard. Um, yeah. but, but, but Wade's Wade's been okay at first. And if you can just be okay over there, then we'll live with it. But, um, still want to see some more. Uh, some more games to really talk about defense too. Yeah, you know, un- unfortunately for for Tyro, he's been uh, stuck in left field a little bit lately with uh, all their issues. Uh, Bryce, you know, Bryce Bryce Johnson was looking really good in center field too before he ran in, ran into the fence and almost yeah. killed himself. You yeah. know, ho- hopefully he's healing up. But but yeah, you know, they've you know they've been you know so screwed up with. Uh, I mean, not not a ton of injuries, but they're they're, try, they're they're trying to find ways to get JD Davis on on the field right now, which is smart. And what has that meant? That that's meant David Vr is trying to learn how to play second base. Second, and they're sticking. I I feel like well, they're better infielders and Tyro Strada out in left field, and I don't because he has to hit because he has to hit. And you know, I the and the the guy I feel for in that situation is David Vr because you know he was kind of he was coming around you know you know early swing a good bat. But kind of since he's been playing second base, his bat's kind of gone by the wayside. But I can't, I can't help but think maybe that's because he's trying to learn a new position. You know, that's he's yeah. not he's not comfortable all the time. There's, there's so yeah. much tinkering going on all the time. There's always so much moving parts with this team. Well, and I, I think you're going to see over the next few days because maybe he's not physically ready to play the field. I mean, he had a two-run homer today, but Michael Conforto, mm-hmm. he could be the DH primarily through this weekend set with against the Mets. Um, you know, I think it's four games. He might DH two or three of them uh, and sit one of them. I don't know. Uh, so um, it, it'll be interesting to see what they do defensively. Yeah, and the and the, the other guy who I don't think has played one inning in the, in, in the field yet, and he's on the aisle right now, is, is Jock Peterson. You know, we kept hearing about how he yeah. might get some looks at first base, and that hasn't happened yet. So we'll see what that means for Lamont Wade if they're ever on, on the field and healthy at the same time and okay yeah before we wrap up i I gotta ask you do you do you actually know what happened to jock peterson's wrist because i because i don't i've heard no reports on what happened he was in that dodger series and then he got pulled out of or he wasn't in the lab the next day and then they had an off day in detroit and then right before the first detroit game oh he's on the il I, and yeah. I've heard no, nothing about what happened to him. It might it might be a famous Phantom IL from Farhan and Co. I don't know. I, I don't know because it's not like he took one off the wrist or anything, did he? I know, and I I can't I can't help but think, and that's the conspiracy theorist in me. Hmm. We got a lot of lefties coming up. Let's it, bring up Elliot Ramos. Yeah, let's bring up uh, a right-handed outfielder and uh, yeah. 
Let's sit. Who hasn't done anything either? No surprise. Yeah, right. So there's there's so much with to unpack with this team. We could talk for four hours, but we won't. Don't worry. Yeah. But you know, this is in last thought. If Elliot Ramos is ever going to be on this club as a mainstay, he's got to perform now. It has to be now. Yeah. Um, and he's getting his chances. I mean, he's he's got 21 at-bats. I know it's not a large sample size, but um, keep playing him. Keep playing him, and let's, let's get him up to 50, 60 ABs. And if he's struggling, then maybe it's time to go, you know what? His ship sailed, and yeah. My thing is this. I don't think this team's very good. So you let Ramos, Bart, VR. VR. You just let them go. You go through let, it. You let them play. Go through it. Yep. There's, you, why? Because you have nothing else going on. You don't. I don't need. I'm sorry. I think Blake Sable's a nice story, but like he doesn't ha- have. I don't a give a position. shit about a story. He doesn't have a position, period. <laughs> and I think if. Roberto Perez didn't get hurt, or if uh, Gary Sanchez was moving along be- better, he wouldn't be on this team right now. So I, I'd rather see Ramos on the team moving forward. Ramos, Bryce Johnson, one of those two over over Blake Sable for the for the long haul. I want to see the yeah. young guys play. I don't need to see any more projects. I get it. Well, thanks for joining us for episode one hundred and listening to our positivity no i'm playing um you know it 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 wouldn't be it wouldn't be us if we came on here and bullshitted for an hour and you know shoved flowers up your ass so um they're they're six and eleven and they've played one team that's over 500 currently and that's the marlins at 10 and 9 the the la dodgers are 9 and 10 the tigers are 7 and 10 the royals are like 4 and 13 the white Sox are 7 and 12 they haven't played any good teams yet no. I mean, I'll say, I'll say the Dodgers are, are a good team, but the Giants are they'll six, be fine. But the yeah. Giants are six and eleven. They yeah. really haven't played anybody. Yeah. So we're gonna, you know, we're through seventeen games now. Rob and I will definitely. We're not going to be taking as long as a break as we just did. We just wanted to have some games go through, but I'm um, hoping to be back next week and we'll kind of dive back into, you know, what we've seen in the last week. It, it, you know, the podcast like. Like you guys know, we're not going to break down every game or series and stuff like that. We kind of see things from a general perspective. Um, but, you know, maybe the next couple episodes, we kind of need to, like, just, you know, go a week and see, like, this is what we've seen in the last week. This is what we think. So we might do a little bit of, uh, you know, roster assessments over the next couple episodes, stuff like that, and see what, what this team needs to do. It's always so, changing. So, yeah. yeah. So we want to thank everyone. We want to thank Believe. We want to thank Giants Chatter. Thank our bros in Giants Chatter, our fellow admin. Um, and of course, all our listeners. You know, I we're not some big time syndicated podcast, but we do have a good uh, little following that we're very appreciative of. Um, we have people that listen to every episode. Um, some that have listened from episode one all the way through 100. So thank you very much uh we hope we entertain you and even though you know we're we're dumb and wrong sometimes you stick with us and uh you know we just love to come on here and talk about our favorite baseball team and so we're thankful for that and thankful for the platform and um yes you know we'll see you on episode 101 so what were you gonna say you were gonna say something Go uh, for no it. i was just gonna say i just hope we're a little more uh upbeat and positive 
for episode uh, 101. I hope so too. Because maybe be 11 and 11. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> seeing as seeing as how this was episode 100 and we were so, we're so down on on everything, it, it, it's kind of fitting considering how we both are. But yeah, you know, we don't like being upset. You know, we don't like no, we don't no. we don't enjoy it. No. So for say hey Doug and say hey Rob and all 100 episodes of say hey podcast, thank you. And until next time, go Giants. Go Giants. Don't get swept. Say hey, say who, say Willie, say hey, say who, swinging at the plate, say hey, say who, say Willie, that giant kid is great, say hey. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.